Hey guys, welcome to the Take This With You podcast, episode 51. This is the weekly quest where we discuss news, stories, and whatever else we feel like in the gaming world. I am your host, Ryan Guerra, and alongside me, as always, is the co-host of the Take This With You podcast, Mario Staples. What's going on, everybody? Let's dive right into this, because we have a lot to talk about and a lot of really interesting things to dive into, man. It has been kind of a crazy week for news, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, especially like a lot of these great games that are coming out right now at this point. Yeah, um, man. Let's uh, l- l- let me run through the list really quick, and I want to give you shit. a little bit of feedback on kind of what what I think right. could happen with one or two of these games. So February seventh was a couple of days ago. Uh, I I don't know exactly how you say this. Is it Neo? Is Neo. it Nio? Neo? Neo? Neo came yeah. out, which is like a samurai Dark Souls. Uh, oh, and don't forget, Yakuza Zero had came out like the week before. Uh, I think everybody forgot that, buddy. Let's be real. What? No way, <laughs> dude. I can't wait for that. Really? So Yakuza? Yeah, I've I'm actually never played any of the Yakuza games. I've neither have I. And this it. is go for it. Yeah, neither have I. Like, and we, this is what's funny about it. Like, um, like I was talking to him, buddy. We're talking about Red Dead. Like, you know, he knows I love Rockstar. He loves Rockstar too. And we're talking about it, and he's like, you should look into Neo, like, to get your, like, open world game fix. I was like, alright, so, like, I, this is before, like, Zero Head came out, and I was, like, looking at, like, old gameplay of uh, Yakuza, and I was like, man, it's just, like, too much, like, it's too over the top, like, it didn't seem like my kind of game. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about, I'm like, well, I mean, I do love Bayonetta, and that's super over the top, and I'm like, ah, let me look into it more, and then I still didn't like it. And then all these reviews came out for Yakuza 0, and then, like, hearing, like, this is, like, the origin story, so, like, you don't have to play the other ones, and, like, in each one of the Yakuza games, like, in the beginning, they give you a brief synopsis of, like, what happened in the last game, so that's really cool, but I was like, man, if I'm gonna start playing the series, I might as well do it now to PlayStation 4 exclusive, and they're gonna come out with one, I think, next year, so this is the perfect time for me to finally start getting into this, because... Uh, you know, they're going to release it on the PlayStation 4. So, yeah, like, it is super over the top, but I- I've just been, like, yearning for that, like, open-world game fix. Like, my last one was GTA, and before that, it was Sleeping Dog. so. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, man. And that actually has never been on my radar. I've always looked at it as kind of, an, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but kind of just, like, Asian GTA. Uh, y- yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, it honestly, like, Looking at like the story, like there's a really good story behind it. Awesome. Like with like crime bosses and stuff like that. So yeah, it's similar to how like GTA's environment is, but it's a little more. I, d- yeah. I definitely say like put it on your radar and like look into it a little bit and just see if it's your thing. Yeah, man. I will actually add that to this list right now. Okay. So cool. So we have Neo. February 14th, we have For Honor. Uh, which there's the open beta going on this weekend. Halo Wars comes out February 21st. Now, I know it's a limited market for sure, but it's, <laughs> Very still, a, limited. it's still a big property, right? I mean, it's yeah, still right. kind of a big thing. So after that is Horizon Zero Dawn, which I know we're both Can't excited wait, about. Yeah. Then comes, you know, Nintendo's big push, the Switch and Zelda mm-hmm. on March 3rd. Nier yeah, is coming out March seventh, which another one. It's it's kind of it's kind of like that, like Halo Wars, like to a specific audience. But dude, the gameplay looks pretty awesome, man. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, like I'm I'm excited for Nier as well. Like that's another one. Like I didn't I never played the original, but like I had seen like a playthrough of it or whatever, and it's like super yeah. over the top too. But like 
This just looks really good. They just did a really good job with the game. Granted, I have Nier, but I've never played it yet. This Nier looks almost like a different game, but that's kind of what I like about it. Uh, On the same day is Ghost Recon's Wildland, March 7th. And lastly, there is Mass Effect Andromeda, which is a game that I am extremely looking forward to. Yeah, like, like, I'm actually kind of hyped to play Ghost Recon Wildland, surprisingly. Um, yeah. yeah, like, I watched some gameplay of it, and, like, I mean, I know playing with the friends that I have, we probably won't be as cohesive, but watching it, like, to know, like, there could be that moment where you can, like, it's awesome. Like, I'm into that, like, type of, like, team-based squad uh, type of game, and it looks really good. A lot of people were saying that there was issues, like, with texture popping and stuff like that. I mean, I didn't notice it from what I saw. Uh, but I might wait for that because I do really want to get Mass Effect Andromeda, but, uh, that's definitely another game on my list. Yeah. And so that's actually an interesting point, right? Waiting for games. And that's Mm -hmm. what I wanted to talk about with this really quick. Personally, when I look over this list, including, you know, Yakuza Zero, uh, that just came out and Neo that came out also last week, like, I think that For Honor has the biggest chance to be the next Titanfall 2. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's, I for me, really, why, if, if, if it was doing something different, because, like, there's already chivalry, right? So it already yeah. has that type of gameplay, and not to mention there's already going to be a chivalry 2. Like, I don't see it really distinguishing itself. Like, it seems like it's trying to, but... Mix in with all these amazing games that are releasing, you know, this month, uh, next month, and the month prior. It's really hard to distinguish yourself, especially if there's already games doing what you do and do it better. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and that's kind of my worry, but it's funny how you say that, right? Like, it, it is... It's not necessarily something different because chivalry already exists, and it's kind of... Mm-hmm. From what I saw, it looks like almost, you know, Call of Duty meets, you know... Exact, no, that's exactly what it combat. is. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, it is a new property, and that's kind of why I said, like, Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 was... It wasn't a new property, but it was new to a lot of people when it came out, because it was an X... One was an Xbox exclusive, and it got great reviews. All in all, probably the best game out of, like, the multiplayer yeah, shooters I've that came out around that time. About it. But it got just way... What is it like? Just forgotten about swept under because the rug, of the really? other games. Yeah, it's exactly swept under the rug, and that's what I see happening with For Honor. And it's kind of the same thing. Like Neo, granted, isn't a sequel, but it's in that Dark Souls kind of feel. Right. Universe. So it has so its if, own genre per se. Yeah, right? yeah. So if you have that Dark Soul itch, that's what you're gonna buy. Halo Wars. If you have a Halo itch, that's what you're gonna buy. A lot of if you if you have a PS4, you're gonna probably choose Horizon over For Honor. Right. You know, if exactly. you're into Nintendo, you have Zelda in the Switch. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, Mass Effect. Everybody that I know is at least somewhat excited about this game. And so I look at this list, and, and Ghost Recon, there's Nier, and there's For Honor are kind of the only other games that, that you know, don't have that giant built-in audience anymore. And I don't know which one, like, will do the worst, but my money is on For Honor being in the $30 bin in like I, two or three months. Uh, I 100% agree, and, like, 
how you were saying on like just the fact that yeah like there's all these games that are you know coming out it doesn't really fit with anything it doesn't really do anything different it almost sometimes is the benefit for us because then we do get it for cheap but then the same token like if we do then get it for cheap but we actually really really enjoy it that then affects the developers and publishers so like it's kind of like a catch-22 when it comes to that but i'll be honest like I'm not, like, super excited for this game. I mean, I'd like to try it out just because, like you said, it's a new IP. And, like, what's the one thing we always do as gamers? We always complain there aren't enough new IPs. But then when there's new IPs, then we don't support them. So, I mean, for that simple fact, I want to support it. But I just need to see it doing something different. And I've just, from what I've seen, maybe later dlc can change that but from what i've seen it doesn't seem like it's doing anything different that i haven't already seen yeah it doesn't seem like a 60 dollars sustainability exactly. kind of game you know exactly and it is a shame though you you hit the nail on the head like we do always complain you want something different and like instead i'm probably going to spend my money on a mass effect sequel a zelda sequel and uh you know a dark Souls spiritual successor in a way and then horizon you know right. what i mean like exactly. three like and then you still got resident evil games. 7 still out there Oh, I know, man. There's so many other opportunities. For Honor definitely looks like this year, like so far early this year's like just tragedy game, you know? Because it doesn't look like it's a bad game. It looks like it was created well, you know? Yeah, graphically it looks pretty good. Like I was like watching the combat. The combat looked pretty fluid. Um, And then, you know, it was team-based, obviously. And it almost seemed like it was kind of like mobile-like in a way because... They didn't have, like, the three lanes, but, like, they had, like, one, and you have, like, your minions that are fighting, and they're all fighting with each other, and you can get in that battle and fight, and then the enemy can kind of hide between that and sneak sneak in on you and stuff like that. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't expect to see that, but, again, like, that's one small element, and it's not even, like, the element that I think it is. Like, it looked like it was a MOBA, but it's definitely not. Like, if they were to do something like that, like, that would actually put it where it's like, okay, this might be something I need to pick up, but... You, you know, mean like look. medieval Battleborn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it looks cool, man. But but yeah, like I think we're both on the same page here. Yeah, uh, that we think this is is not going to be worth our sixty dollars. Uh, but I'll definitely buy it for thirty dollars in like three months when when the price drops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it in that like that cardboard setup that they have at GameStop. You yeah. know, where it's like all ten and under games. You just find twenty copies in there. Yeah, at the very bottom. <laughs> for sure. So, some other news. We have definitely not hid our love for Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Like, that is something that we have never, ever hid from. And uh, I was happy to know, especially after our conversation, you know, last week, that he is calling the Nintendo Switch, for him, a dream system. Now, let's funnel that through Hideo's, like, crazy mind. You know what I mean? Like, let's definitely funnel it through that, because he's a genius, but he's also a little insane. Um, but my question is like with his partnership with Sony, do we see Kojima Productions creating any games for Switch in the future? Look, I think him saying it and saying calling it a dream system is what you would say when you're trying to keep your options open. Yeah. Um, like when you think about it, him starting his his own studio, like he's not automatically going to like sh- like shun like another. 
uh, console away. He's not going to shun another outlet away. So, like, is that's how, when I heard that, that's how I was looking at it more as more as a, 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 a business thing. Um, now, could yeah, I definitely see something coming to the Switch? Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. I could definitely. I hope so. In. And the thing is, like, with, with, with what he's saying and what he likes, uh, he created this thing a long time ago called Transfaring, which is the worst name, like, ever chosen in video game history. Like, I'm saying this correctly. <laughs> Transfaring. Uh, which you found in Metal Gear, like, the HD collection and Peace Walker that allowed for saves between the PSP and PS3. That's right. And that's right. And so, yeah, so you could just <laughs> get up right. and play. And that's what he loves about the Switch. That's like, right. he says the Switch is the next logical step to playing the same game from anywhere using anything and like that's what he dreams of like that's his vision and granted the switch you're only going to be able to play mobile for like you know what two and a half to, to three hours maybe but i can see that really exciting him now whether that entices him to create a kojima level game on it you know is, is up that's, to be seen yeah because like from what we saw from um, his new game coming out, like, I don't even know if the Switch would be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, definitely not Death Stranding. Yeah. I do not believe that's going to come out for it because that game looks amazing. And I don't think, I, I think if you put that on the Switch, it would be like, you know, playing like a DOS game. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. it just wouldn't work as well at all. But I do hope that that opens up the door for some. Ex- Interesting exactly. collaboration because, like, this is the guy who used the game to look at your old save, save files and at one point required for you to switch your player one controller to player <laughs> yeah. two in the middle of a game. You know, like, this guy thinks outside the box. Threw me for and such that a loop, dude. Is what the Switch is. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. man. And, like, imagine giving him the power of the Switch with, like, the HD rumble and the controls. And telling, like, me, I think, telling me everything uh, that's on my save slot. Dude, Creepy. for sure, man. Yeah, all, all the bad things that's on your safe spot. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That no one like, else don't can Don't listen see. to what the narrator's saying, Grandma. Don't listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope and I look forward to the day that he's able to just go ham on that system. Yeah. and uh, like Because that system is made for him. And like you said, it opens up the door. It leaves it wide open. It has endless opportunity that he can put. And if you, like you said, if he really does enjoy the, the portable a feel of the switch then i can only imagine that he's going to bring something just for that so we'll see with kojima yeah. you never know that's that's the yeah, great no. thing about him you never know what you're going to get but so you true, can bet man. that it's going to be something great yeah i have full faith in him and i think uh, i hope it brings some good stuff going forward uh and kind of the last little news thing uh i don't know if you ever heard of this game called destiny I don't know if it's <laughs> oh yeah, you, you know that thing that I got soaked in for six months and then hated my life and then never played again. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> that thing that I just sold my soul away to to be better at, <laughs> yeah. but I wanted it back after like yeah. a year and a half because I hated it. <laughs> so yeah. there's been some huge announcements on Destiny Two uh, on Activision's call this week. Uh, their you know whatever ending of the year call for all their uh, investors. So a couple of big things that I noticed that stood out is, one, of course, it's going to be for Xbox One and PS4, if we knew, but they're okay. also going to be adding PC support, So is this which is huge. Is this now going to bring Destiny to the PC, the first Destiny? That's a good one. I don't think so. I think they're just moving on to Destiny yeah. 2. And that means that a lot more people who 
who didn't have access to Destiny 1 are going to have access to Destiny 2, and that's a good thing. I think that can only be a good thing for gamers. That's a good thing for Bungie. Uh, unfortunately, it's also a good thing for Activision. Like, it's a good thing for everyone. Are we still but, under this 10-year plan? Like, I mean, that's what they originally stated that they wanted to do. This was going to be a 10-year cycle. Or have they said anything else about that? So I will say that that has kind of been swept under the rug. A little but bit. But I do believe yeah. that they have an agreement with Activision. And it's funny that you bring that up. Because what I was expecting to hear today was something as simple as, we are pushing it off to 2018. That's right. it. Because we haven't heard anything about it, right? right. Like, I, don't, I haven't heard anything about Destiny 2. But... What I found out is that if Bungie doesn't release Destiny 2 in 2017, then Activision earns a considerable amount of the company of the company's stock. Wow. Which nobody wants except Activision, right? Right, exactly. Also, get this, if it's released in 2017, it will give all employees vested stock options based on release. Um, so with those two things, there's definite incentives to get a good quality game released in 2017, which I'm excited about. But it's about. rushing. It's just like what they do all the time. These publishers just like, well, they force them though. And, and, and I think that's a lot on Activision. Yes. Yeah. But I also know that like <clears throat> Rise of Iron was a very small team because people have been working on Destiny 2 for ages. Like, as soon right. as Taken King was done, they just started on it. And honestly, I think that a big part of why we haven't seen anything and why it's going to feel so rushed is because when you look at the previous release for Destiny, dude, it was just com a complete, like, travesty as far as it marketing really was. goes. They promised all this stuff. They showed videos, gameplay videos, and when you played the game, it was something completely different. And I think Bungie kind of learned their lesson, and they're feeling things out now. And once they have an almost finished product, that's when we're going to see a lot more of it. So I would expect to see this come E3 for sure. Yeah, uh, I remember something on Destiny. playing Destiny for the first time and like, this isn't an MMO first person. <laughs> like that's yeah. like what I was promised. Like yeah. you had the tower yes, and that was it. Like that was your interaction with other people. Like, yeah. No, absolutely, man. I am excited for Destiny 2, though. I got back into it heavily uh, with Yeah, Rise you had talked Iron about it a few times. That. Yeah, man. And, I mean, like, to be honest, looking at it now, like, I don't miss it. I'm playing a lot of other games. But I definitely look at the second time playing through it, especially with my brother, like, really fondly. It, it was a lot of fun. And so, you know, once Destiny 2 comes around, I know that's going to be a game that I'm probably going to buy day one. Not going to pre-order. But, uh... I'll buy it day one, and we will play the heck out of it, you know? And and, and I'm confident that it's going to be a good game at this point. Even just, if it's more of the same, I'm going to be okay with it. To be I just originally just thought that when they were releasing that, when they did talk about that 10-year cycle, I thought we were just going to get one game, and every year we were going to get an update, or every few years, kind of how they do yeah. with WoW. Like, I thought it was going to be yeah. something like that. That's what I expected. So, like, to then find out, like... No, it's just going to be a brand new game. I really hope for those that like started the journey with Destiny get to see that lived through to two. Like, I hope they carry a lot of whatever story they ended up adding in Destiny One. Like that carries over to two, and it feels like a natural progression. I, I hate when games release a sequel and it's almost like the first one never existed. Yeah. So as long as yeah. they don't do that, I think for the fans, it's a plus. So. Yeah, and I'm with you, man, especially being a huge Destiny fan. 
Uh, my the main thing about the ten year cycle though is that I think there's two reasons why they didn't do it that way because that's honestly how I thought it was going to be also. Yeah. Uh, one first and foremost, Activision. Just yeah. that Activision that they Activision won't allow made, it. you know? <laughs> exactly. And then that's that's one. And I think two, it was just the bad reception that, that Destiny got One got. And yeah. and and how, you know, their plans for that ten year thing just got flipped upside down because it was just such a poorly done game at first. And in spite of, you know, the mechanics being great and both of us playing, you know, well over, you know, eighty hours, hundred yeah. hours the first time we got to it, like I, I think that really pushed them to say, okay, let's let's reshuffle, let's direction, do this yeah. right. Exactly, exactly, and let's make this better. And man, I, I think the future is is bright for for Bungie, and the future is bright for Destiny. Like Bungie is the team that brought us Halo, and Bungie is the team that brought us the Taken King. You know, I, I'm confident they're gonna bring us a good quality Destiny too. That's awesome. Hopefully, uh, may or maybe maybe I get back into it one day, maybe. <laughs> So we've gotten to a point where we like to discuss during the weekly quest the Triforce Spotlight. Uh, we usually save it for the end, but we have something, uh, we have the characters for our list towards the end at this moment. So I just wanted to discuss a game that uh, I, I finished recently. Um, I have been waiting for this game for a long time. And it's a little bit different than we usually do with the Triforce Spotlight because I feel like usually most of the games that we spotlight are games that we recommend you go and play right away. That this is a, a, a must own or a must play. And for me, I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't give the caveat of like, this may not be for you. Like this oh, wow. isn't for everybody. And I just wanted to go over some of the things that I really enjoyed about the game, and then I'll kind of discuss those uh, things that maybe would put some people off. So what I really liked about the game was there was uh, great dialogue set pieces. So it's very character driven. So as long as you don't mind sacrificing like gameplay and there were some technical limitations, if that doesn't bother you, then like this is the game for you to play. Uh, I, I think just the interactions themselves, uh, Sissy Jones, uh, she's the voice actor for uh, Delilah, and she also voice acted Cat. Uh, it's Kenny Jr.'s mom in uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead. She did Wolf Among Us, she did Fallout 4, um, and then Rich Sommer, uh, he plays Harry Crane in Mad Men. Like, their interaction together is really great, and it really tries to get into your mind on what would you do in this scenario? How would you take this interaction with this person that you've never met before? And I thought that was really cool. Uh, another cool thing about it is it's it's quick and to the point. Like, I mean, it's a super short game. You can finish it within five to six hours, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, I know a friend of mine, when he was playing it, said that, you know, he beat it in like six hours, but he, it felt like it was a lot longer than that. For me, it felt just around that long. Uh, the other thing I liked too was the uh, the art style. So uh, they do like a poster styled illustration, and it's like scattered around 
your uh, your post at, at the tower and throughout the game world. So you'll find a lot of books as you're uh, looking for supplies and stuff like that. And it's just really 70s, really 80s. It's, it's a really cool experience as far as that and as far as the art style. Now, the things that I ran into, and this could be just personal, obviously it's different for everybody, but again, yet I found another game that I got motion sickness again. Oh, no, dude. That's that's like two in the past couple of months. Two in huh? the past couple months. And and, and you're not a motion sickness person, no, right? No, I never, no, man, like, you know, I, we, I talked before, like, I've done the VR. I had that issue with the 3DS, but like I said, it was just for long play times. And then, like I said before, I had it with Portal, but with this, it wasn't even, man, I'd say I was playing for about an hour, even way shorter playtime than anything else, and I was already started feeling it. Um, and I actually stopped, and I stopped for like two hours. It was that bad. It was the worst that I've ever gotten. But luckily in the game, and I looked it up, like there's a, like a, a bobble uh, mechanic. Mm -hmm. You can actually turn that off. So that Wait, the head so the doesn't bobble, like the movement. Helped you? Yeah, I turned it off wow, and I was able to beat off. the game, and I didn't get motion sickness. Like I went back to wow. it like two hours later, completely fine. Because wow. a lot of times you're having to like hop over like logs, and when you hop over it, they do this weird jerky animation where you kind of like look down and then look up really quick. Ooh. And that's what was getting me each time he hopped and then looked up real fast. Like it was so quick that you know started having that and then i noticed a lot of like frame rate drops it dropped a lot and like a lot of popping in and out. i know a lot of people said they have like game ending uh, uh glitches that you know had they had to restart i didn't run into any of those fortunately but there was a lot of frame rate drops and like i'd probably complain more if it was a game that was demanding and called for uh the, the frames to to be running at a constant speed or a constant uh, rate but as far as this like because i knew this game wasn't taxing like it didn't bother me as much but it's definitely noticeable so if, if that bothers you 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 will see a lot of that um and then i think really man it was just kind of like a lackluster finish like i won't spoil anything but it's just it goes a lot of places, and where you, and I'll just leave it at this, where you expect it to go, it never goes there. So, like, it huh. was kind of disappointing in that regard. So, that's why yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, this is probably the only spotlight game where I can't, like, highly recommend it for me because I love, like, the uh, character-driven, like, dialogue sequences. Like, I really love stuff like that. I just had to try it. Like, I had experience. There were so many people saying that this was so good as far as the dialogue. Like, I had to experience that. And I can say that it was pretty worth it. Uh, but, I mean, at its core, it's it's a walking simulator. So, like I said, yeah. if you want more gameplay than anything, then this probably isn't the game for you. But if you just want to sit back and just have an experience, like, I'd say give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this has been on my wish list for ages, and it's currently $10 on Steam on sale. So I may pick this up uh, tonight and give it a go. I know you'd I've been like it. To play. Like, I know you would my, enjoy it. Yeah, my, own, my only thing, and it's something that you brought up, and for our longtime listeners, they know that I get motion sickness relatively yeah. easily. 
And so for you to get motion sickness, even if it was just a head bobble thing, that already kind of shows warning signs. Like, do I want to pay $10 to get sick? Yeah. Is really what it's looking like. Uh, we'll see, man. Maybe I'll, I'll pick it up. Maybe I won't. Uh, but I definitely want to try it. If worse, I can kind of just watch, like, as, as much as I hate this, like a Let's Play in full screen for a little bit and see how I get affected by that. And that may be a good, a good try. Yeah, I was right? super surprised that I got that. And, like... I was like, let me just look it up and just see. And yeah, like a lot of people were having the same thing. And everyone's like, yeah, just turn this off. I turned it off and it worked for me. I tried that in other games where I had options to turn things off and that never worked. It was just I had to sit back for a little bit and limit my playtime. But no, this actually worked surprisingly. So, jeez, could be worth it. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Well, guys, at the ending of every episode, what we're doing right now is we are ranking characters. Currently, the list is called the greatest character list never named because we have still not received the name Name. that we think is worthy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mario, let's just kick it off. Let's jump right into this. Sure. All right. So, orphan after a space pirate raid on her home planet of K2L, This ex-soldier turned bounty hunter is sent to restore order within the galaxy by the Galactic Federation to stop hostile space pirates and their leader, Ridley. The character on our list, Samus. Samus. Man, I have been excited to talk about Samus all week, personally. I'm actually surprised that this didn't get brought up earlier. Yeah, well, I think a lot of our listeners have been trying to, like, throw us off with characters that, you know, and admittedly, we both said some of them we're not completely familiar with, but we are going to do as much research as we need to to be experts on these guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But Samus, I don't think, is one that we had very much trouble um, learning about. Not at all. But I will say this, like, do we do this now where we just thank uh, Ridley Scott for Alien and birthing this idea for Metroid. Like, do we just do yeah. that now? Like, do we get that yeah, out of the I way? Yeah, I mean, for sure. For you guys who don't know what we're talking about, Samus Aran is greatly inspired by Ripley from Alien. Uh, and that, of course, is thanks to Ridley Scott, who is the uh, antagonist of the Metroid series. Dude, there's so many, like, references. Ridley Scott, Ridley, female protagonist, uh, Metamorphosis cloning like it's like all there so for sure and so this game is actually uh when when we you know one of the things that we look at on these characters is you know their world impact like do they impact the world outside of gaming and this is one of the few characters where it's actually a little bit of the reverse yeah where something that happened outside of the gaming world greatly impacted the creation of this awesome character yeah so one thing about samus though that that i think helps and doesn't help is actually the amount of games that she's in and the quality of the games that she's in. <laughs> you're, well, you're just talking about one game, though. Well, so the handhelds for sure are yeah. uh, mediocre at best. Did you enjoy Fusion? You know, I... <laughs> That's one I, I want to play that I haven't played and everyone says that, well, it's because the art, like the palette, like... The palette for it, like it's like really yeah, bright and vibrant, palette. and like I'm like, oh, I want to try that out. Everyone says it's good. Yeah. So the thing about Fusion is, I think a lot of people are not familiar with it, but it is actually pretty well liked. Uh, I mean, it this Fusion 
and Fusion 2 actually have pretty much uh, great ratings all around. People love it. And, and that's what makes it so good, but it's also one of the games that not a lot of people know about. Like, I think people know Metroid. They know Super Metroid. Uh, they know about Prime. They know about other M, you know, but not a lot of people know about Fusion. And, you know, that's kind of a detriment to the Metroid games, to be honest. Uh, I really enjoyed Prime uh, with the, uh, well, when I had it, I mean, it was on the GameCube, so, um, and then I had, like, emulated it. Like, I really like that. I had a lot of fun playing that. I actually liked I liked other other M as well. Like I had a lot of fun yeah. playing that. I mean there's some the ones that I really enjoyed the most of course are Super Metroid and then it would probably be I liked other M like is that terrible to say? Um <laughs> like I don't hear a lot of people say they like other M. I liked other M. What about that Metroid pinball though? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean Dude, I'll I'll go as far as to say that Metroid, I mean pinball games in general are pretty fun. Like I think that's a that's yeah they are. I can confidently say. But that's something that just helps Samus like within our list is just the fact that I mean she has a pinball game. She was in Super Smash. She's made a bunch of cameos. Um, but how do you feel as far as like her lasting appeal? Like like. As far as when it comes to top characters, like would you always have Samus on your on your list, regardless of this list, any list? Does she always fall somewhere on your list, whether it be top ten, top twenty? So personally, um, I would say that I would have to put her towards the top ten, top mm-hmm. twenty. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I like Samus. And, and go with me on this because, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I in. And, you know, I need to repent as a gamer growing up, up until Super Smash, Samus was not on my radar. Like, Super Smash for me is what made Samus, like, real. You know, I didn't... I think that I think it did that for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and like, I didn't grow up with, with Metroid. You know, I didn't... I grew up with a Nintendo, but I didn't have a Super Nintendo either. I had a Sega. So I missed Super Metroid, yeah. you know, and I never had Metroid either. And so, like, when I saw Samus in Super Smash, I was also one of the guys who thought it was a he and not a she. And I didn't know it was a she until I looked it up and actually played the games. And, uh... And that's... And that, what's funny about that too is like even when uh, Super Metroid was released, and even in the instruction booklet, everywhere on there it said he, 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 his, and he. I think the reason they did that was they wanted that big reveal for like Samus to be a female, like that was like the big thing. Uh, but yeah, even back then they even had it where it was like the where it showed that uh, it just said that he was a male. So. Yeah, exactly, and 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 I think that's really interesting. Like it threw everybody off that it was a female, and I do have to say, as far as characters go, that is what personally makes Samus for me so important in the gaming world. That she's yeah. one of the first characters that's a female, and that just kicks mad ass, dude. You can you can arguably say that she opened the door for other female protagonist characters in games like it showed that that could work yeah and that could be a thing and it's not always about the bald white male like it it could be something different exactly uh so yeah i mean i 
as far as that, like I could even put that as as a huge impact uh, uh, of that being. That's the very case true, that man. That yeah, you know, up. I never thought of that. How like not only is you know her being a woman in Metroid, but her being a woman just in gaming in general, and and hopefully right. you know empowering other women gamers, you know, and and letting them know like, dude, you're being represented, and not as the usual princess in Mario, but like. Right. You know, the damsel in distress, actually somebody saving an entire galaxy. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Mario ain't saved no galaxy back then. I know that much. <laughs> That's for dang sure. Now, one thing yeah. that, that, that I have to say isn't like a negative, but it's something to note. She never really got a personality in those earlier games. Yeah, and there was like multiple like reasons like why. Like they I mean, even she originally had a voice in Super Metroid, but like like when she would die, like she would have a reaction, but they deemed that as too sexualized. Yeah. So like they took that out. So I think that also has a lot to do with why she doesn't. And then kind of hint going on like the things that we just discussed, like having a strong like female lead. Like I mean, so yeah, it's, I can see where maybe little points would be docked for it, but. Yeah, I think it was a conscious decision for them to do that. That's true. Just just the man trying to keep the woman down, you know. (laughs) That's all it really is. But what's so cool, man, is you know one of the other things that we look at that's so important is the lasting appeal. Like, do people still care about Samus? Yeah, and I think it's a resounding absolutely uh all i've heard from most people and something that we have both said on this podcast is that we look forward to a metroid game on the switch oh yeah you know and 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 i hope they don't screw it up but that alone shows the value of her because without samus there is no metroid look we already we already talked about you know the reference the references of alien and metroid like a new alien movie is coming out. Yeah. Maybe that means we get a new Metroid. Yeah. Like maybe Nintendo gets a little inspired. Odd way. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I doubt it. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I hope so. And and I don't think anything's been announced yet on it. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're not working on it behind the scenes. Uh Nintendo definitely is known for keeping their cards close to their chest up until yeah. then. Um so with that being said, and looking at our list, I mean, I I don't think this is a hard choice. Nah, it's not. I at think all. we like, both I mean, know where this goes. Yeah, I, I'm. It's definitely in the the first two. Yeah. So, it, but and that's the thing. Does Samus beat Mega Man? Yeah, and that's. <laughs> Because obviously, like you know, it it'd be super easy just to slide Samus into two. Like, but I think that's a good question, but I mean, in, and I hate to use this as like any sort of tiebreaker, but Samus was in the first Super Smash Brothers and Mega Man didn't make it in until considerably later. Now, granted, you know, okay, like I may eat my words on that only because Samus is a Nintendo property and Mega Man is a Capcom yeah, property. Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with but it. But like in the same way, like I think <clears throat> people, like I think if Samus was missing from the next Super Smash, people would be disappointed. And if Mega Man was, they'd be like, oh, okay, well that was cool. You know, that was a thing that happened. Yeah, I mean, I mean they also showed that you can have a game that's based off of Mega Man. It can be released. Doesn't mean it'd be good. Mighty Number no. Nine. 
but like yeah but the- i'm trying to think like who's more interchangeable like to, to me honestly like it's tough because i i do want to say like i mean if obviously if samus doesn't exist then the, just, i mean there is no metroid but the same can be said for mega man though yeah no mega man that's true you know. and mega man's games are called mega man <laughs> Like, yeah, exactly. Granted, like, a lot I of mean, people think it, but Samus's name is not Metroid. <laughs> right, exactly. Man. So, man, like. I mean, let's. Like I said, it's easy to put her at two, but I at least wanted to have the discussion of it being possibly one. But my personal opinion, I would have her at two. So the only thing I can think of, because when I look at games, I think the games are kind of equal. They have some really good ones and some really mm-hmm. bad ones. When I look at their legacy, yeah. like I think their legacy is they're both loved characters. Lasting appeal, True. you know, these are the things that we're gui- guiding these things on. Like complimenting the source material, like both of those are the same. But the biggest thing the is, who do you think has the bigger world impact? Oh, yeah. In- That's true. But like, like we discussed, like with the whole, you know, woman being like a main protagonist in a video game, and Mega Man didn't make an outreach like that for his character. Yeah. So, man, you know, yeah, but he he did have cartoons though. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, for me, I think you just settled the argument. The fact that Samus yeah. became the first like at least in our generation, like, empowered woman in a video game, I think you have to put her above Mega Man. Only because they're so similar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, if we were just, like, we just kind of did, like, going down the list of, like, all the guidelines, like, they all fit to a T, and it's just that one last thing where it's just, like, this, like, affected people. I'm not saying Mega Man didn't, but... It was something different as far as when it comes yeah. to like Metroid and Samus. It's just a, it's a completely different deal. Like that's fine. Like I said, it's one or two. Yeah. But yeah, you staying that like yeah, I could see that you could put her at one. Yeah, I think I think we ha- we have to put her. At it's one. tough because they're just so like like they're so similar. Yeah. I mean, really, in anyone others anyone else's list, like it wouldn't be wrong to have Samus at two. Mega Man at one still, but hey, this ain't your list. This is ours. Yeah, this is this is ours. Absolutely. <laughs> so that puts Samus currently number one on our list above Mega Man and Luigi, the forever player two. Uh nice. Up next is another beloved character, which thank God we enjoy speaking on these characters too. Uh this <laughs> character is robotic, but distinct. Distinctly female. This passive-aggressive AI is prevented from destroying everybody with rockets because of her strict morality core. And she likes cake. This character is GLaDOS. GLaDOS? GLaDOS. 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 I think it's the same thing. This character is... Uh, Go for it. This character is GLaDOS. From the Portal series. Is, is GLaDOS correct? Is it GLaDOS? Is it GLaDOS? I always say GLaDOS. GLaDOS? Uh, just, yeah, just because, like, DOS and it's capped. And... 
Feel you know free. that is that is. Uh, I want to. I want to sound more tech. That is the take this so with you. I want to say DOS. That is our. That is our. Our final decision. Glad DOS, because we are. Because <laughs> we are tech masters, apparently. Yeah. So, Glados, man, what a character, dude. Yeah, and I just want to start by like just saying that, you know, we we bring up a lot of these characters, and then we always talk about like, hey, if this character isn't in the game, like. Does it change anything? This character, yes. Absolutely. If this character is not in the game, it is not yeah. Portal. In, in, so that's a huge Absolutely, thing. man. And one thing that I think is so important about this character that I think a lot of people don't realize is Portal being such a loved game, there are so many people out there that say, like, oh, yeah, I love Portal, and I've never, ever played it or seen never it played. played it. And they yeah. don't realize yeah. that the reason why Portal is such a good game is because of this character. Yeah, and, like, just, like, through the years, like, because I, I didn't start playing it until fairly recently, and I had tried it before, but, like, I had never gotten into it like I did now with 2. And, you know, a lot of people, I always hear all these references. Everyone would throw these references out. And I'm like, man, like, I want to know what that's all about. Like, that seems like it's funny. And, like, that's all anyone would talk about. So once I finally played the series and got into it, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I see I see why everybody is talking about this and why everybody loves yeah. this character. Um, it definitely made the game for me. It made it interesting. Um, I had a lot of fun when uh, a buddy and I, we were playing the uh, cooperative testing initiative, and just her trolling you is just hilarious. Yeah, like, you're going through all these uh, all these uh, missions or whatever, and you're, you're, you know, working together and cohesive or trying to, and just for, like, her to come out and just tell you, like, oh, Blue... I didn't. I, I want to tell you that you're doing all of the work. <laughs> maybe yellow can keep up, or maybe orange can keep up too. Like, like just stuff like that, and it's just like so funny. Like she's just throwing jabs at you throughout the whole yeah. time, talking about how slow it, how long it took you to finish the mission. Like, it's just stuff like that that I, I really enjoyed about it. I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, I know she it. definitely has a has an attitude. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think going sure. along with the attitude, and I, I want to make this clear, spoiler warning, I am getting into some very important Portal stuff. So fast forward about 30 seconds to a minute if you haven't played it and you don't want to know this, but this is super important to the character. Okay, with that being said, Gladys is actually Caroline, Cave Johnson's assistant. And so yeah. they tried, like... they. And so what's so crazy about this character is that they turned Caroline into GLaDOS, and that is what caused her to murder people almost like subconsciously. And what they don't explain very much in the game is that they would try like testing with her, and she would always try and kill the scientists working on her, which is why they created the morality <laughs> yeah. core to begin with uh, for her to right, exactly. Yeah, exactly for her to not want to kill everybody. But unfortunately the morality court just let her make those decisions. And she was still so mad that she still killed almost everybody in the, in the science office. Good old Gladys. Absolutely, man. It's, <laughs> and it's such an interesting character. And what I love about it is for such like a, a simple game from the outside looking in, like this story, this character is just so ripe with emotion that 
it makes her be one of the best villains out there in my mind for video games. Especially like the ease of it, because it's really like, oh, this is my guide, and they're just helping me through this game. This is cool. Then it slowly and slowly starts getting darker yeah. and darker, and then you really see the underlining plot, and you, then you really see what her goal is. Like, yeah, like that's what I really enjoyed about it. And uh, the farther you get, the darker it yeah. gets. And it was just so funny because it was with her own little yeah. twist. Um, I but I think the the one thing maybe holding her back a bit is just the overall and, and like the amount of things we see her in because like she was in poker night too she was the dealer uh, i actually didn't know that she was in the lego dimensions yeah. like i didn't know that was a thing but she doesn't really expand uh through a lot of different media but she definitely has a stamp because everyone always is referencing her quotes so i think that's a big thing too how how do you feel as far as that yeah, goes, yeah. as far as rating that within the guidelines? I mean, like I said, she's not in a lot of stuff, but her quotes are what everybody at that point in time when the game's released, that's all they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think her legacy goes as far as it can for the people who have played the game. But for anybody yeah, who true, hasn't yeah. played the game, I honestly think they, they maybe, like, even, like, more, like, casual gamers or like you know harder gamers who haven't played portal like they know uh what she looks like and they may know that like cake is kind of a thing involved but that's all they know they, mm, they yeah. probably don't realize that like it. she is what makes portal so good um right. and yeah i i do think that does kind of hurt her and that that hurts that legacy that kind of hurts that lasting appeal that we look for in these characters because if you've played the game, you love her. If you haven't, then you don't really know anything about her. Exactly. And a lot of these other characters, like, <clears throat> you cannot play the game and, like, you know who yeah, they are. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you see Samus, you know, on a poster, any casual gamer is going to know who that is. You know what I mean? Period. That is, yeah. And that just really diminishes, you know, any outside or world impact at all. But you can't take away either the fact that without her like you said portal just isn't a thing you know yeah it isn't it isn't the game that it is and maybe you know as far as like <clears throat> that legacy maybe within time i mean as soon as valve figures out how to get to number three with yeah. things like maybe you know we can have more of a legacy and you know the thing with these a lot of these other characters is They've been around for some time, or they or they were around years ago. So maybe at a different point in time, maybe her number changes somewhere. But I think for right now, where I'm kind of looking at is I'm looking at the like ten or eleven. Oh range. wow, really? That kind of where Gex or Gino is at. Wow. Yeah. Like, I, I first was looking at where uh, Amaterasu was, but, and then I look at Nico Bellic. I mean, I could be being biased as far as, like, the GTA series, but <clears throat> I guess if I'm, let me start there then, I guess. I guess because he's interchangeable, <clears throat> I guess that can put her higher. So, I guess if we're looking at it that way, then I guess you could put it at 9. Maybe maybe 11, 10 and 11 was too too far down. 
maybe where Nico is at. But like, I mean, I look at Amaterasu, and I just don't think that Amaterasu has like the personality, or honestly, even like the the like emotional story behind her. Like, I, I was looking more, I you know, sure. higher above because even like Ryu Hayabusa, you know, he has a story. There, there's some stuff there, but like. Dude, the thing that makes GLaDOS so impressive is just, like, how she became who she is and who she is now. And, like, this, like, serial killer robot. You know what I mean? And there's just so much, like, pent-up emotion. To I just can't that. put her above Ryu because of Legacy. Yeah. I just can't. That's the only, like, again, like, a lot with a lot of these characters, and this is what's so great about... Having people provide us characters is because these conversations ensue where it's like, man, like, I want to put this person here. I want to put this character there, but it doesn't have the legacy that some of these characters have, regardless of either one of our enjoyments of the games. Like, we put it there for a reason, and it's it was brought up for a reason. And, like, I just can't put <clears throat> her where Ryu is. Now, I can... I can get with what you're saying about Amaterasu. I'm I'm with you on that. That's true. Not having that dialogue, um, not really. It's harder to. It's harder to get like on a one on one with that character and like have the kind of feelings like like you would for some of these others. So like I can see that. Um, I'm looking at like eight or nine. I think, if that's the case, definitely above Amaterasu and unfortunately below Ryu Hayabusa. I think that's probably going to be where she's going to stay. Personally, I think she's better than that, but you deferred to me on Mysterious Stranger over Slippy Toad last week. I will <laughs> defer to you on GLaDOS below Ryu now, Hayabusa. Now, where, did, where were you? you? I mean... We'll put her at eight, but you wanted to put her like oh, I was thinking where above Guile, Guile is, yeah. or just where only because you? when I look at Guile, okay. like Guile's not even the main character, and Granny has a movie after him. But I just think that Glados is just a better character. Legacy aside, I think as far as the character goes, she's just better. But when you yeah, include Legacy, but there are f- those five yeah, guidelines. No, we made those five guidelines for balances. a reason. And we cannot exactly. go against those. You are right to keep it there. Guys, that ends our list. That was from Prince Astro from the Game Church Discord channel. Thank, Thanks, man. Some really yeah, good Yeah, thank you so much, Prince. Appreciate we that. definitely appreciated the conversation uh, that that brought. Guys, feel free to send us more. We still have a quality list to wait on, but we are looking for more characters and we are still looking for a name for this list that will never be named. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't name it, I'm keeping it what the yeah, name is we'll right just now. So keep get used using to it. it, absolutely. Mario, can you <laughs> let everybody know where they can suggest characters to you? I guess. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and uh, hit me up directly at my Twitter at xxsneakysquidxx. Um, and if you want to follow us at our main Twitter, it's at TTWYP. Yep, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan P. Guerra. And you can also find me on the Game Church Discord channel for any of you guys who are listening from Game Church. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. We hope you guys have a great week. We will be back next week to talk about one of the most <laughs> beloved franchises out there, Castlevania. Woo! Hey.
Jake isn't alive.